Dr. Bandile Khatebe, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate your time, sir. Thank you very much, Avery. Good evening to you and to your listeners. So you had a press conference today where you invited uh, journalists and other media practitioners to tell them what? So um, just correctly to your, to your point that this has been bubbling under for a while, um, we had a conversation um, early in March in Kaveran at the medical school that side um, to deal with a broad range of issues around um, some of the allegations and challenges that are facing healthcare professionals when they're dealing with medical um, aid schemes. And coming out of that session, we realized that there was a lot that um, we kind of needed to look slightly deeper into. And so over the last two months, um, we've been having various um, interactions <clears throat> within the league itself with other um, forums and associations and um, public engagements, behind-the-scenes engagements, um, meetings with medical schemes, trying to probe at some of the issues that were raised. And that process um, has now been documented um, into a report on what the concerns were and what are the um, preliminary findings um, have been thus far. We're emphasizing the preliminary part of the report because it's just the beginning and we are going to um, then put processes on each concern and each um, recommendation to um, drive towards a solution which will then lead us to the final report. You have been speaking to various associations and bodies and I suppose individuals who are in the medical profession, particularly uh, doctors. What has the general conversation been revealing to you? I mean, I've been seeing reports of things such as coercion by um, by uh, uh, medical, uh, medical aid schemes, uh, bullying tactics, yeah. uh, uh, all sorts of things that are taking place there. But what have you been hearing from your end? I think look, the, the overarching theme that's coming um, out of the conversations and out of all the engagements is that there is um, an exploitative relationship between medical schemes and healthcare professionals, which is fundamentally driven by the fact that medical schemes sit with the monies and decide what to do and when to pay and how to pay. Now, that overarching theme, um, and you would see in the report, is actually broken into 13 very specific points that deal with how this manipulation, how this victimization, how this exploitation is actually conducted. These issues around medic, um, healthcare professionals no longer able to offer thorough care to patients because they are worried that they might not be able to get their money out of medical schemes. And, and out of that, you've got a scenario where you are now passing on the burden to um, the patients who have invested in a medical scheme with the understanding that they've got um, emergency funds to go and um, see a healthcare professional at any stage and are suddenly being asked to pay out of pocket because healthcare professionals no longer have trust in medical schemes that they are going to be paid for the services that they offer. Yeah. There's a hostile relationship in general um, between medical schemes and healthcare professionals, which um, in one of the scenarios, has actually led to healthcare professionals being vehemently opposed to the participation of Discovery Healthcare in the NHI um, tender that was issued out by government. 
and 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 the, and the basis for that opposition was purely because they themselves have been frustrated by discovery and other medical schemes and are now sitting on a saying, but if these people are going to come and take over the national health insurance, then our frustrations are going to be lifelong and they're going to be permanent. There are issues around authorization of um, requested procedures and treatment which undermine clinical um, protocols because medical schemes have got outdated clinical protocols and decision matrices that are actually not in line with the recent practices. So you've got um, a surgeon sitting needing to do procedure X, which is the most updated version of how the procedure is conducted, but you've got a medical scheme with an algorithm and an approval process that is completely in contradiction to that. The other part of that authorization um, dynamic is that in most instances, medical schemes would hire relatively junior medical officers who are fresh out of conserve or are year one or year two out of conserve. And, and without casting aspersions on them, the problem with that is you've got a junior clinician being requested to authorize a request from a senior yeah, no, no, and, and, and I'm quite uh, aware of that kind of uh, of dynamic. I mean, we've had a similar conversation in the media space of the juniorization of uh, of newsrooms. So I understand uh, that uh, that conversation quite well, Doctor Khateb. The disturbing part of the allegations against uh, medical aid schemes is that they have a particular racial dimension. In other words, uh, it is black doctors and Indian doctors specifically that are being targeted by certain medical aid schemes. You've mentioned one of them, Discovery, uh, uh, for this kind of malpractice, this kind of bullying, this kind of, um, you know, some of the things that you've you've, you've, uh, just described now. Uh, How true is this? I'll tell you why I asked the question. Because I've had medical practitioners who happen to be white who have been complaining of exactly the same issues. Uh, but it appears that uh, part of the complaint from some medical organizations and institutions is that this is a decidedly racial uh, dynamic. Uh, how, what is your experience as far as that is concerned? I think that it's not, it's not ex- um, exclusively um, a racial um, issue. What has come out and, and, and maybe going back even to the first meeting we had on the 7th of March in Durban, was in the entire room, it was a mixture of Indians and Blacks. I think there was one um, white lady who was a physiotherapist. And, and that, for me, painted a worrying picture or started to ring certain bells that you call an open meeting where you're inviting all healthcare professionals to discuss frustrations that they have with medical aid schemes and the room is only packed with blacks and Indians. But we didn't focus on the racial profile from that stage at that, at that meeting. We, we, we dealt with the real needs of some of these concerns. Yeah. Um, then the several associations, when they are collecting um, complaints and when they are compiling complaints from healthcare professionals across the country, they seemed to be black and Indian. With, 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 with limited, if any, coming from white professionals. We then sat with um, that scheme, um, I think it was in April, 
And this question was, was leveled to them. We, we asked them, why is it that there seems to be a particular picture coming out mm. um, from a racial perspective on these audits? It, 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 could, this um, be, could this not be just a, uh, a reflection of the historic, um, you know, fissures, levels of mistrust between the races in South Africa rather than um, a description of uh, malfeasance by uh, medical aid schemes directed specifically at at black people. So what, what I'm trying to say, or black professionals, what I'm trying to say is, is it fair for yourselves as black and Indian medical practitioners to arrive at the conclusion that these kinds of practices by medical aid schemes are aimed directly at you because the attendance at the meetings that you call happens to be black and Indian, uh, as opposed to perhaps uh, understanding that as a historic dynamic of the mistrust that exists, unfortunately, in our country? I mean, look, I, I can't dismiss that, but I also can't ignore um, a room full of blacks and Indians um, in a meeting um, in Durban, for instance, which is a very cosmopolitan city that has got quite a balanced number of um, clinicians across yeah. the racial um, spectrum. And then you call a meeting about a particular frustration and only two races come into the room. You can't ignore that. Sure. Um, you can't ignore when you go... But, but, but what, 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 what I'm asking is that uh, as much as we can't in- ignore that, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the conclusion that has arrived because of that uh, uh, reality. That, because I, I've done a little bit of research and I'm hearing from white doctors who are saying that uh, uh, these medical aid schemes are treating us exactly the same way. And the weight of the uh, accusation against the medical aid schemes has been that it is a racially driven issue. I'm asking you again, is the conclusion that it is a racial problem uh, as a result of your observations at the attendance of your meetings, or is it really based on empirical evidence that this is a uh, 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 an act of corruption, because that's what it is, as far as I'm concerned, against black uh, and Indian uh, medical practitioners? That, look, this is, this is why the report is still preliminary, because we're going to be drilling deep into more empirical evidence and I looking see. into their data. But um, just to your point... Um, the, the, the victimization of doctors is not um, exclusively a racial issue. It's, 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 it's an extensively economical issue. Sure. It's an imbalanced economical relationship where the money sits with the other person and the other person decides um, when you can get the money and when you will not be getting the money. Yeah. The problem with that is that the regulatory environment within which someone is activities are conducted by medical schemes is actually quite dicey. Yeah. We posed a question to them with regards to withholding of funds when they're investigating healthcare professionals as to which legal prescript is being applied for their particular action. Yeah. So they couldn't come up with an answer. Instead, they sent us a barrage of documents that referred to deductions after investigation is concluded yeah. and you've been found to be overpaid for one reason or the other. Yeah. With regard to withholding of funds, till today, the medical schemes have not pro- provided us a shred of legal precedents within which they're able to do that. And they sit and hold funds for healthcare professionals up to 90 days and longer than that, which then leads to mm, people practices mm, collapsing. Mm, mm. You've got pharmacists in, in KZN, for instance, who was running two or three 
um, practices, she currently doesn't own a single practice. Yeah. She's had to sell her house, she's had to sell yeah. her car, and yeah. has been subjected to depend on her husband. Yeah. And when you ask her, when you ask them, which prescript were you following when you started holding back her money? They can't point into that. So there's this bullying because sure. the sure. other person is holding the purse, and they're able to, 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 to manipulate and yeah. victimize and exploit it at any direction. The, the, racial, the racial profiling... Is, is something that has come from just looking around the room, yeah. from just looking around the list. I mean, there was a list that was leaked at some stage of one of the schemes of all the people that were being investigated at that time, and they were all black and Indian. Yeah. So, Doctor Bandit, now I hear you. In the middle of the list, we, we're hearing that the Council for Medical uh, Schemes, along with various other doctor associations and boards and healthcare funders, has instituted an inquiry into allegations of discrimination and racial profiling by certain medical aid schemes. Are you going to be part of this process? And what do you make of the legitimacy of this process? In fact, I was supposed to speak to a representative of that organization, Dr. Sipok Abani, who has now pulled out of this conversation because they wanted to hear what your position is. So I imagine he's listening right now. But what do you make of this uh, inquiry? Is it legitimate as far as you're concerned? Are you going to be a part of it? And what do you see, what do you seek to see come out of this inquiry? I think I think if you look at the recommendations of the reports, for instance, um, we have preferred to refer the matter to the health ombuds because we don't trust the Council for Medical uh, Students. I... Um, not only do we not trust, they've just got a string, and it's unfortunate that the acting CEO is not here, so I don't want to raise issues that he can't respond to. But they've just got a string of questionable practices inside them to the extent that you've got a scenario where the Council for Medical Schemes was supposed to supervise um, medical schemes, but medical schemes actually dictate to the Council. Everything that happens in that council is dictated by the medical schemes. I mean, recently they had a fraud and wastage um, summit, which everybody was not invited. They invited themselves in the medical yeah. schemes. I, 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 I read somewhere the where the... Associations, the, the, the... The professional associations were not in the room. Yeah. So, so, so you're discussing a value chain conversation with one of the components of the value chains not being there. But, but the real issue, and this is probably to their defense, um, is that the Council for Medical Schemes was actually not constructed to play a oversight role between the payers and the healthcare providers. So in South Africa today, there's actually no real body that is tasked with the specific duty of supervising the relationship between medical schemes and healthcare professionals. What then happens is you have medical schemes playing referee and judge yeah, yeah, and player yeah, in the same yeah, game, yeah. setting up forensic units internally that decide to investigate um, healthcare professionals and resolve on their own what the findings are yeah. without any clear um, plan for recourse. And once, once you get a request to submit certain files for investigation by the medical scheme, you must know you're going to lose the case. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at a report. I think it came out on Sunday. 
uh, from the Sunday Independent uh, saying that the second largest medical aid administrator said in a report that the probe would help debunk the allegations that black and Indian practitioners were being uh, harassed. I found that a little bit problematic. I would imagine that the uh, investigation must not have some sort of a pre empted um, uh, outcome that is expected. What do you make of that report? Because they know, I mean, like that, 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 the way we've captured that is exactly how they operate. <laughs> and it's obviously in their DNA. Um, they decide on the outcome before they enter into the process. Yeah. And that's exactly how they operate. Yeah. When they investigate you, they decide what the outcome is. No, no, abs- what the outcome is. Sure, and sure. This is, this is their mentality coming out in another arena. You wouldn't be putting it like that. You yeah. would be saying we're going to go sure. into an investigation and actually find out what the outcome is. And if it's found to be this um, skewed, then we are going to deal with that. The other issue was when we posed this question to MedScheme, they told us that they've got an algorithm. Um, they've got a software and yeah. an application that they use to pick up um, these cases. And um, they, the algorithm tends to just pick up Indian... Dr. Khadab, I'm sorry, I've, I've run out of time, but I, I do want to ask you a question in confidence. Yeah. Between the two of us. <laughs> and the rest of Khadab and Khadab. <laughs> you, you have seen documentaries uh, and programs of exposés of doctors who have been involved in certain criminal activities, writing out prescriptions that weren't necessarily the case for certain um, certain uh, uh, patients. We've seen all sorts of corrupt behavior also from yeah. some of our medical practitioners. Is this perhaps not why you have a situation that has become antagonistic between the medical aid schemes and certain practitioners, just between you and I? Look, we, we, we're not, we're not um, disputing the fact that um, amongst us as healthcare professionals, you're going to find some people that are doing things that um, are not ethical, that are not um, within um, the practice protocols and norms. Um, we're not disputing that. What is alarming is the sudden number of um, these accusations and these investigations that go on forever yeah. without a real conclusion while they are holding your money. This is a money game where they are managing their cash flow by frustrating healthcare professionals. And, 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 we've, and we've subjected and we've said, we've said to the schemes, those that we've met with, that let's have a sit down, let's process case by case. Those who are found to be guilty, let's conclude on the matter and let's deal with the disciplinary processes that need to follow. But okay. you cannot sit with so many numbers under, under your belt that you've not concluded. This is, this is the frustration that sure. we are dealing with. Dr. Bandile, Khatebe, I've, I've got to stop you there. We've run out of time, but I want to thank you very much for coming through. And uh, we wish you all the success uh, with your efforts. Much thank appreciated. Right. Dr. Bandile Khatebe, Acting President for the ANC Professional League. What do you think of that? Uh, I'm going to open up the lines now.